Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 79 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, here with this week's co-host, Jess. You doing good? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I feel like, yeah. Where are my notes? No notes. Conversation. Conversation. I feel like we also just had a very no filter conversation before hitting record yeah. so I'm trying to just get my brain back in gear of there are hundreds of people listening to this <laughs> and I now can't just I mean people will probably enjoy it but yeah. for my sake probably should just put some filters in place just a lo- just a few just a couple we won't talk about my ex-boyfriend anymore I promise <laughs> <laughs> little bingo card get out guys how many times will Jess and I mention our exes in one episode um. when it gets a prize all right low high high low whichever way around you prefer How's it going? Well, yeah, which which way around are we going to do it? We'll go with low first. Go on, yeah. start with the low, end with the high. Okay, so I think my low probably is just like the sort of general overwhelmingness mm-hmm. of having a business. Come it's on. it's Forever, just intense. That is my low. <laughs> every, every damn day. There is so much to learn. There is so much out there, whether you're product-based, service-based. Like, and I've had, I've had those days where I have lay on my bedroom floor crying yeah just trying to trying to figure out which way is up so can you give people context on what your business is so my business is a product-based business um it is a travel sort of escapism surf fitness brand um where i have created a product that i like to call the throw bee it's uh, essentially like a microfiber poncho that yeah. you can throw on after travel surf fitness life Anything that you've Anything done. Anything that you want, yeah. Can you wear it after a shower? Yeah, I literally always wear it. Is that what you my, do? Yeah, because I don't have the money to travel now that I'm an entrepreneur, so... <laughs> the struggles, the yeah. struggles. Yeah. I love that. I feel like that is just... I mean, that's a relatable low if I've ever heard one. Yeah, Just exactly. the ever hard times that yeah, come with literally. running a business. Yeah, but a very sort of broad low but yeah and it's worth it you're still doing it i'm still doing it i'm still gonna i'm still powering through and i'm happy to power through it's just so i only started my business right at the end of july that's when i launched it yeah um so it's only really been a couple of months and i think once you've gone past that real excitement stage everyone's like oh my gosh you're starting a business and you kind of your ego strokes daily because Uh everyone thinks you're doing amazing and you're like yeah i'm doing amazing and then when it comes to like a few months down the line and your sales start to go down a bit and the Mm -hmm. excitement and the buzz and it isn't as much around it especially when mine's a little bit of a seasonal product and it's like ah am i doing the right thing yeah am i going to be able to do this but it's definitely something that every business goes through so yeah and I feel like good to have that awareness at the early stage that that is something everyone Mm. goes through because what I was talking about with Molly on the most recent episode was that idea that often I think at the start it's just like oh this is just you know the fear of things going wrong will stop once I've got a few more months in or sales are more steady or I've outsourced this thing whereas definitely my experience and probably what you're aware of because you follow other people that do what you do but maybe you're a few months or years on it's like well that's just how it is and not in the sense of like well that's just life but just like it's it's normal but help but talking about it completely helps and it's picking between those things I think you have to realize that that the highs associated with having a small business yeah and then you've got the highs of having a nine to five and it's like which one do you actually want because Mm -hmm. the lows to me are so much more less having a business than they were when I was in a full-time job that I hated so it's worth it (laughs) no and at the end of the day we're all still doing this every single day but acknowledging that alongside the highs which are almost the reason why we do it there are these lows I think just helps because then you realize you're not the only one and that it's just part and parcel yeah um my low I actually my low is like a real I had a low week last week. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like I think you... we all saw it on the gram. <laughs> I feel like you did you really... have a nosebleed? Yeah, I did. Actually. I had a nosebleed, and quite a lot of people saw it. <laughs> so last week, for anyone who doesn't know, don't quite know how you didn't know, because I feel like I milked it for all of the content yeah. that it could be. Yeah. I think my conclusion of last week is that my body just decided it was done. It had had enough of quite intense work and quite intense stress and it was just ready to time out. And it all began with a quite comical nosebleed caught on Instagram stories, which is my most viewed piece of content ever. I'm kind of <laughs> still reeling in the excitement of that. I trust you to make content out of it. <laughs> I cannot tell you how, you know, in that moment I was so alarmed and so unwell 
but also so incredibly excited that I'd captured <laughs> this video. I did not know what to feel like. My friends around me were probably just like, I don't, we don't quite understand you right now because I was half kind of crying and in pain and half, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. I can't wait to put this on Instagram. Um, but after said nosebleed, I basically ended up getting quite unwell and having to take the whole week off. So that was my low because it's hard admitting having something that's stress induced because there's only so much moaning you can do before you realise you've done it to yourself. I mean, we're talking about it in this week's conversation started, but just realising, okay, I can take a step back, but then experiencing kind of the stress that does come along with taking that step back and then learning all those hard lessons about looking after myself. It was just a lot. Yeah, it was a bit of a rough week, but I feel fine now. Yeah, you look good. good. Thank you so much. Back to hell. Thanks so much. Anyway, high of the week of the day. High of the, I'm going to say month. Go on. Um, The sort of realisation how many really kind people there are in the world. Come on. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me over the past few months since I've started the business and definitely within the past month I've had two really nice people. Someone who, I'm, I'm not great at website stuff, it's not really my jam. I'm like, I'm the visionary. I'm like, I want my website to look like this and yeah. I'll show them someone that I know's website. Um, but someone actually reached out to me who I met at an event and was like, let me help you with SEO, building the brand on the website, making sure that everything's up to scratch and the best speed that it can be. Cause I hadn't really thought about speed on my website, which is obviously really important when people are coming to check out the amount of avenues to pay down and stuff like that. So I had someone reach out to me and offer his help for free, which was amazing. So I'm actually meeting with him tomorrow to sort it out. That. So there's gonna be a brand new website probably Come on. on board. What like next week human. i know that's so, so brilliant yeah so really kind people and then another friend of mine polly polly vadaz yeah i went to see her in manchester and she was amazing and very helpful in terms of sort of helping with the self-doubt because mm. like like we just said everyone's sort of been there and um, when they've got a business that sort of imposter syndrome and yeah, she helped me sort of get through that and power through and give me new ideas and excitement. So I yeah. love that. People are always just such a high, aren't they? Yeah, I people. People are brilliant. Literally people. I think it's one of the best kind of add-ons of having a business. You almost mm. think it's a fluffy extra and then you start and you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I couldn't do this without the other people. Even though you're so, you're working for yourself, you're working by yourself, but the people, even just the random people on Instagram yeah. who you can DM <laughs> or you who I can WhatsApp when I'm having a crap day, yeah. like it's that stuff that sometimes does make it worth it when everything else, like for you, when you're in a place where maybe the business itself feels really tough, it's mm. so nice when you can then take joy from the people that yeah, the business exactly. has brought you because sometimes that's, sometimes it's so hard in the business that you kind of just need that step out of like, ah, there's goodness still going on. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And even with a thing like with what you do and being service-based and having clients, I bet you take a lot of joy from seeing your clients thrive and succeed. Mm. And like, oh, when I see customers wearing my throw bee in places all around the world and like tagging it on Instagram, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing an amazing thing. Yeah. So yeah, people really, yeah, they, they, they make the high. 100%. Mm. And you've definitely been one of those people for me. I feel like you're speaking about yourself there when you talk about people who are just so kind and forward and like you're the most like generous with your words person ever oh, I don't even know where our life <laughs> but I was honestly thinking when you were saying that like I'm not a huge I, I don't really make the first move I'm a bit of a recluse when it comes to making friendships and relationships but I just remember you just being so not forthcoming in a negative way but just open and kind and excited and generous through the words I was like oh my gosh this is an amazing human (laughs) so I feel like you attract that because that is what you're doing and it is that thing of like you've got to do it to get it it's not a yeah sit back and let it happen no definitely not be the person that you want to have in your life exactly you can't just sit back and let anything happen because it won't so. Ain't that the truth? Whoa. Bring it, Jess. Boosh! <laughs> Just stop the podcast there. I think we're done. Um, and you're trying to think what my high would be. I was saying to you before the podcast, my high is always revolving around food. Not but eating I'm your gonna... pizza inside oh, out. My God. <laughs> for context for people, you're listening to this literally a week today and a week ago when you're listening to this, I put on my Instagram stories how I eat my pizza. Uh, which I'll leave to your imagination if you've not seen it and I'm just going to say it's caused some responses so far no one is in support I'm horrified people think I'm a psychopath do you eat the crusts afterwards if only if I'm really hungry so I had a bit of crust today because I was a little bit hungry 
But for me, the crust... So much dipping potential. This is what I'm just... <laughs> dipping in what? I don't really like uh, pizza. What? <laughs> wow, plot twist. twist. That's my So you ate one even though you don't like it. Well, I went to Pizza Express and I wasn't about to pay £14 for a salad. Or pasta. And I didn't want a lasagna. And they don't really do any other pasta. Cool. <laughs> You're so aggressive right now. You tell me what I would have I'm just, I'm just angry about well, the fact you don't like pizza. I'll start a group chat for all of you that are angry at me. You can, <laughs> you can talk about it between yourselves. I think my high is... I've had the beginnings, the seedlings, you might say, of, I think, a powerful self-revelation this morning. I was talking with another friend who works for themselves and we were chatting about how we always feel like we're unproductive and we're lazy and we don't work hard enough. And we were obviously then both saying to each other, oh my gosh, but no, like you work so much and you're super productive and you're not at all lazy. And I think what I've landed on is that I have productivity dysmorphia. Which I'm... Why? How is this a high? <laughs> because it's a revelation in itself for and I'm quite excited to have put a label on it because now I feel less like I'm just being an idiot and okay. I'm like, oh, I think it's a thing. I mean, obviously it's a self-diagnosis and it's a self-diagnosis of a thing that doesn't exist, but I'm going to start the diagnosis and then everyone else can diagnose themselves. Basically, if you haven't heard of productivity dysmorphia, which I'm you won't have... created it. Because it doesn't exist. It's where you genuinely, in your heart of hearts, believe that you are an incredibly, fill in the gap, unproductive, lazy, non-hardworking, unproactive, whatever you want to say, business owner. But you know because of what other people say to you and maybe what the facts look like that that isn't true, but you genuinely cannot accept that as truth. It's not even you being humble. It's actually just not a perception that you can currently have. And I've decided that's what I've got. Oh my god! Productivity just won't be everybody. <laughs> I don't think that should be your high. But it, it feels like a high to me. Because for so long I felt like I'm doing that. Because you've diagnosed yourself. Well, because it always felt like this weird humble brag thing. Where people would think I was going, oh no, no, like I don't work hard, I'm not productive. So that they would maybe say it more so that I wouldn't feel like I'm bigging myself up. Mm. But since that conversation, I feel very affirmed. <laughs> that is my truth that that's actually how I feel. And putting a label to it helps me to admit that I know it's not true, even though I think it's true. Okay. I can almost now You're... take a step back from myself <laughs> and go, Alice, I know that Get you don't feel... Get you. Exactly. So self-awareness is my high. Okay, I'll take the self-awareness. I'm not taking the productivity And I'd dysmorphia. like to know if anyone else has productivity dysmorphia because <laughs> I'm going to start a support group for all of us. <laughs> oh, God. This week's conversation starts. Are you feeling ready? Um, yes, ready as I'll ever be. Always the way. That's all I can ask of you, Jess. <laughs> this week we're going to talk about why burnout isn't glamorous. Dun, dun, why dun. it's not a measure of success. I feel like we're both probably in different places in terms of how we relate to this statement and our yeah, experience with different. it. But I think what we're really talking about here, despite the kind of punchy, controversial, clickbaity title, is actually just the relationship that you have with looking after yourself when you work for yourself, knowing your boundaries and really realizing that there's not as much as it may seem that way. And as much as probably to me, it always feels that way. There's not a direct correlation between crazy, crazy hours being put in or burnout and success or how good you are as a business owner or a person or whatever else. Let's start with you. Cause I feel like, like I said, we've probably got different experiences of this as a topic. So what's that look like for you? I guess both, in your months of running a business, but also just in life in general, this isn't something that's exclusive to business owners. How have you experienced this relationship between looking after yourself and productivity and burnout and everything that comes along with that? So I think I've always been quite a, I don't want to say fit. (laughs) I've been always a fit and healthy person, but I've always been very into sort of fitness and nutrition and food, my actual, my degrees in nutrition. So I've always been quite conscious of health and well-being mm. um so i've always most for the most part apart from you know the blip of the body image issues that we've all had as teenage girls i've for the most part been quite a healthy person and been very into like part of the inspiration for my business is the fact that i love fitness i mm. i've run half marathons i used to be a competitive swimmer i've done triathlon i've done snowboarding i surf like i do a lot of active stuff mm. um and i think that's something that's always been at the back of my mind when I started my business is that I cannot let go of something that was 
the main inspiration for it. Yeah. But lo and behold, you do because you get so caught up in what you're doing. You're sat at your laptop from literally 8am till 2am. Don't want to say it, but it's true. The first like month or so to me, I was up until 2am like every night just trying to figure out what I was doing, researching stuff, trying to set up a website that I'd never done before. And this meant that all of these things that I loved and all of these things that had inspired my business fell by the wayside and I wasn't doing them anymore. I wasn't running. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to the gym. I don't, haven't traveled since January, cry. Um, And yeah, all these things that I love, I wasn't, I wasn't doing. So how aware were you at that time that that was I don't want to say a problem because I want there's probably a sub conversation in here about maybe mm. sometimes at the start you've got to there's an element of you've yes, got to put in there's those that hours hustle yeah that's kind of just the way it is I think at the beginning particularly yeah. and that's not an unrealistic no completely. it's an unrealistic expectation maybe to feel like there's always going to be this balance but at the time did you notice that that was unhealthy or did you notice it having an impact on you no longer doing those things that for so long had helped sustain you yeah completely I think especially with the sort of breakdown that I briefly spoke about um, with my low, where I was like literally crying in my bedroom bedroom floor. This was, this came at a point where mm. I'd basically had chocolate for dinner because I couldn't be bothered to go to Tesco's because I had so much to do that I couldn't allow myself that time to cook myself a proper dinner. I think when you find yourself lying on your bedroom floor, you've been binge eating on food, you haven't been exercising and you're not actually being productive mm. because because you're not taking the time to look after yourself. You're not being productive. You're still scrolling social media. You're looking at all these other successful business owners. Hashtag girl bosses. Hashtag, hashtag girl bosses. Yeah, hashtag hustlers. Love that for them. And yeah, you're not you're not sleeping properly. There's only so much that you can get done in a day if you're not feeling 100% in yourself. Mm. And that's when it came to that point for me. Was there a moment for you? Yeah, I think I think it was that sort of crying on the bedroom floor mm. in chocolate wrappers. <laughs> what a scene. Like, how long had you been running at that pace for when you kind of had that moment of realisation? I wouldn't say it was a huge amount of time. I think, I think everyone's so different that we mm. all have, like, sort of a different threshold to what we can get to until mm. we completely burn out. Oh, yeah, it's not impressive to handle. No. <laughs> like, this is kind of what this topic is. It's like, it's not yeah. an impressive thing to be able no, to handle exactly. that. No, exactly. But I'd say it was only, well, it was probably about a month ago now that mm. I was, that I had that real low and I must have only been running the business for about a month and a half, nearly two months mm. at that point. Um, but so six it wasn't to eight even, weeks of, you know, yeah. 14, 16 hour days. Yeah not looking after yourself not f- nourishing your body not nourishing your mind like that's and not intense. doing things you love I wouldn't go and see my friends because I couldn't because I was busy and I had to do this and the bits the business is everything and it's so normal I think to mm. if you're starting a business you have to love it and you have to want to like nurture it like your own child like it yeah. is there's no point in starting a business if it's not something you are truly passionate about but there is also a line between like you can't make it completely your whole life because then there's nothing left. And exactly like you said within that, I'm always really interested by the productivity element of working crazy long hours and mm. working all of the time. Because it would be true to say for me, this is an interesting topic to explore and very ironic that it's coming at this time. Yeah. Not ironic, probably just the reason why we landed on this topic. It's partly because literally last week I had all this kind of very, very physical sign that I need to do some work on how I look after myself and how my business interacts with me as kind of a person Mm. and as a human because it would be true to say for me that that is my reality a lot of the time it's not a surprise I'd assume to anyone that I do work incredibly long hours at times and my business in a sense is my everything and it is very linked to who I am and I do put a lot into it and I have had a very very significant reminder of that in the last week from that kind of physical burnout of my body actually just saying to me you know we can't do that and we can't sustain that but I think it's hard because there is sometimes this you know when you're so in love with what you do your brain is instantly like well we want to do it there feels like there's this weird link between the more you do it and the more time you put into it the better it's going to go so let's push into that but I do sometimes wonder you know if I was suddenly forced to only work four days a week nine to five Am I actually more unproductive by trying to work these crazy long hours and these crazy long days because I'm pushing myself to that limit and therefore I'm not at my best? 
and I like kind of what you were saying there of actually you're not it's a backwards thing you feel like you're doing more work but very often you're probably doing the same amount that you could do in a nine to five exactly but you're just pushing yourself so much that you're that less productive or that less focused or that less kind of switched on yeah and I do sometimes feel that challenge particularly when I speak to clients actually who run their businesses part-time or who have kids or who have you know incredible hobbies alongside their business I'm always really inspired by that and then I go well actually they're probably 10 times more productive than me because they get the same amount done they just fit it in and are likely just much more considered about how they approach things whereas in a way because I let my business take over my life I wonder if I really tried to how much time I actually could get back from it. I see an experiment coming. There we yeah. go. No, because yeah. I'm likely what I would do in the rest of the time. But. <laughs> <laughs> what about fitness and health? Like, I'm obviously a massive advocate for fitness mm. and well-being and all of that impacting your mentality. I think it really came to me when there was a point I really, I really couldn't understand something. I mean... SEO confuses the hell out of me and I'm just like I mean fair enough I don't I understand I've studied it for four years and I still get confused by it so right no exactly and there reached a point where I really didn't think that there was any further I could go with this task that I was trying to trying to set myself trying to do like I just left my desk and I just told myself you have to go and do something that isn't this yeah so I went on a run and I came back and I did it within two minutes mm. because I just got a completely fresh head and I think that's amazing that something that simple like going on a half an hour run around the block can just completely change your mindset and like since then I've been like okay well you've got to do this more often I now fit my work around those times rather than they're they're in my diary so I have to go on a I have to go on a run or I'll plan to go on a run with a friend or I'll put it in my diary to go to the gym in the morning which is a time that I would be unproductive scrolling Instagram on my phone my phone goes on airplane mode at 9 30 at night now like it's imperative to me to get the sleep do the exercise and then fit my work around that because those two things are so so important I'm so inspired by you <laughs> I'm just sat here in awe of you of like two months in and she's absolutely nailed it <laughs> I'm just <laughs> the opposite end of the spectrum but well, yeah it sounds like I'm putting my business last though when I say it like that but I'm just putting me first But actually, that's the right way of looking at it. But because of all of this crazy language and conversation around hustle, 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 the more hours you put in, the more you get back. If you really love what you do, you'd be doing it 22 hours a day. That's what's telling you that it's a bad thing that you put yourself before your business. But your reality... you are your business as well. Yeah, and your reality tells you that when you put yourself before your business, actually your business thrives. Exactly. So it's so interesting that although your experience tells you that that's fine, there was still that moment for you of like oh but that sounds like I'm putting my business last yeah and it's interesting to me because that probably comes from that weird conversation that's just so loud of you've got to put it yes. in it needs to be your top priority exactly but it, it, it almost is your top priority by you doing those other things because doing those other things allows you to bring your best to your business exactly there we go mic drop done finish there we go. let's go <laughs> I feel like that's a real thing to get your head around though isn't it like it's, it it's hard like I still have times where I'm like should I be doing like I'll go on a run be like should I really be doing this instead of working on my business but then mm. I'll come back refreshed ready to go and then it's it's productivity central when yeah. I do that in the past when I haven't been like doing my exercise or eating better I've just been ending up scrolling Instagram even though I feel like I might be being productive because every business needs to be on Instagram or whatever and I'm liking travel photos or Whatever, I still end up at the top watching people have nosebleeds on Instagram <laughs> stories, I'll and you get you get into it. you get into a unproductive cycle mm. if you don't take that time to actually look after yourself and boost your own productivity. Yeah, and you almost need some evidence of that mm. to then use that as your reasoning for okay. Although there's yeah. these weird things that tell me that taking a step back right now isn't logical. I know from the past that going to see a friend this evening rather than trying to push into this work or going for a run right now or going and taking time for dinner even though it feels like I've got no time to do that because you've had an experience where that's been a positive thing you can almost just reapply it like okay I know that in this moment I feel like this isn't something I should do but experience tells me that this works exactly and I feel like I'm maybe at the early stages of really taking that on I don't actually feel like you can sustain a business particularly personally without self-awareness because you've got to be so 
aware of when you're at your best and how you're feeling and what your gut is saying. Mm. And I feel like in a way I experience a lot of those moments, but they're never led by me. So a friend yeah. will say, let's go out for dinner. And I go, oh, okay, fine, let's go. And then yeah. I'll come back and be like, oh, I feel so much better. Yeah. Or even last week, you know, my body literally had to force me to take three days off. But shock horror, when I then got to my desk yesterday, the second I got back into it, I felt amazing. I guess for you, you'd maybe already had some experiences where you saw the benefit of doing that stuff so you could always yeah. self-learn. I think my character, I need to run into a brick wall to realise it's there. <laughs> so I'm a big, like, with this topic, I'm constantly running into these brick walls yeah. of... I've worked 14 hours this day and I actually don't think I've got more done than someone who's worked eight hours and I can't quite yet always take a step back and realise that that's because I just need to shift something or take a step back or do something. So let's talk about the practical stuff because I feel like you've mentioned some of what kind of helps you and I feel like for me it's the practical bit that I don't quite get. Like, you know, you know... Like, I know that I, I know. need to do this stuff. <laughs> I know that I need to look after myself. I know that burnout isn't glamorous. I know that the long hours aren't sustainable. But sometimes it's the practical element that helps. Mm. So for you as someone who I think, of course, you're not perfect, but you're doing a pretty good job of being self-aware of where you're at and looking after yeah. yourself. What does that look like on an everyday, on a weekly basis? Yeah, so I think it's it's different every week because because every week as a business owner is different. You kind of have mm. to move things around to cater for that sort of self-care that I'm that I'm promoting here. Um but things that really help me are scheduling in for me it's running. I entered a half marathon, so I am forced mm. to get my ass out onto the road and run. I love um, it. You tried to get me to do it with you. I did. To no avail. Fail. <laughs> Good try, Epic good try. fail. Um, yeah, we'll try. Well, yeah, next time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but having I, it like in your, so it's a non-negotiable. Exactly. So entering that half marathon was the motivation for me that meant that I now have to train for it because I can't, I can't do things without training for them. Um, things like I'm so guilty of being on my phone until the early hours. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I'm doing business stuff and then playing on my phone until two a.m. I don't know, but. The, the blue light, it affects me. So turning my phone onto airplane mode and making sure that it's off by my bed by like 9.30 now is abs- it has it's genuinely changed my life. Um, and eating, like actually going to the shops and getting your food for the week. So there's always something relatively healthy to grab. I mean, always yeah. keep keeping like the good stuff too. Like I, I always buy myself some chocolate because I'm absolute chocolate fiend. But I do think that having all of that stuff in, planning some of your meals, not all of them, I can plan every single one of my meals, but having those things that you can just grab, like, I mean, the typical carrot sticks and hummus sort of scenario so that you're not constantly just reaching for the crisps or... Mm. And the chocolate bars, like, I think it's so good to have those things in so yeah. that you've got them there. Yeah. I think convenience is a huge part of it. Mm, because when completely. you, like you said, when you work for yourself, your schedule is always changing. Yeah. And in a way, it's easy to use that ever-changing schedule as a reason not to do anything consistently for oh yourself. Oh my gosh, yes, Because completely. it's just like, well, I can't commit to the same time every single week or I yeah. can't. I don't know what I'm going to be doing, so I guess I'll just wait and see. But wait and see ends up meaning I'll just work throughout the evening and never stop and never do yeah. anything. So similar to you, like I feel like food's something that I've really seen the benefit of this year. Yeah, I really changed my diet up probably about six months ago to kind of eating. Oh, I wouldn't say clean because ten percent of the time I eat. I hate just that like I did. eating clean. Oh, well. <laughs> the worst. But just you know, eating proper good nutritious like be- food, just better. Yeah, just which like is more balanced, unprocessed, than... and comes from the ground. And yeah, when it isn't going through machines and packaging. And I've really noticed the difference that that shift has made. Mm. But the only way that I've been able to make that shift is by making it super convenient. Exactly. And yeah. Budgeting to be able to buy salads when I go out because they're five pounds more expensive, oh, and God. always having pre-made smoothies in because it's just unrealistic for me to think I'm going to make myself a smoothie and always taking fruit with me when I go out and almost just being a step ahead of yourself with the practical stuff I think really helps no for sure yeah I'm curious because I know that's the kind of it's almost the stuff that helps you take a step back and look after yourself Mm. but I feel like in order to want to do those things and make space for those things there's first that mindset shift isn't there yeah of like when you're having and I'm curious about this because this is something I really can't do and don't do 
if you're having one of those days where you know that in that six week period where you kind of burn out yeah your instinct is at 6 p.m i just need to keep working until 2 a.m what is it that helps you to take that step back and realize you know because you can have a run scheduled in the diary yeah but if you're in that zone where you're thinking i'm so overwhelmed i feel this really weird pressure to put in the hours and i feel like my business is going to fail if i don't push through and hustle how do you deal with pushing through that and taking a step back i feel like because i reached that real low Mm. like that I was crying on my bedroom floor, like, am I am I even able to do this if I'm getting so overwhelmed, like, a month, two, two months in? Like, because I reached that point mm. and I can't or I don't want to reach that point again. I mean, it's inevitable to have these moments of self-doubt, like we all do, but I don't want to be as, as bad yeah. <laughs> as I was. And because I know the things that have helped me, I'm able to push through and do them. But I also think that because I have all of the past experience of fitness Mm. and nutrition, helping my mental health, like last year, can she say the ex-boyfriend? Yes. Come on, Jess. Get your bingo cards out, guys. Well, last year when I was heartbroken, running Mm. a half marathon was something that really helped me sort of have that distraction and aided my mental health. And this year it's completely different why my mental health is struggling, but it's because I'm completely overwhelmed. I can run a half marathon again. So it's yeah. like it's that having those post, yeah, they, those pre-experiences that have, that you know that doing this is going to help. But I guess it's very difficult when it's your first yes. thing. Or if you're someone like me who absolutely just cannot take something from someone else and needs to experience it yeah. to do it. I held back last week from really sharing how bad... I got and what you know I didn't share that online because it wasn't appropriate and there's no reason to but also one of the reasons I didn't really share that was because I knew that everyone thought it and I knew that because so many people say it to me yeah you need to stop you need to slow down you need to take a break you need to look after yourself for me I almost take that as praise and that feels like something weird to admit of like well that's just sometimes the reality of but I get that but because there's this huge conversation which I'll admit I've probably added to subconsciously at times of, well, the amount of hours you put in and the amount, I hate the word hustle, but it is that thing, you know, the amount you push, the amount you give up, the amount that you sacrifice is in direct correlation to the amount of success you're going to get. Mm. It's really hard to get yourself out of that when that's what a lot of the conversations are, or at yeah. least what a lot of the kind of subconscious pressure feels to be. So I think in a way I take that kind of, oh, Alice, it's you like need to slow down. It's like, it's oh, like, cracking, that's how I know that yeah. I'm working hard enough. Yeah. Whereas actually, then when I burn out, not I burn out in a spectacular way, but then when I get ill for three days, which yeah. for me feels like burnout because I'm never ill, you then have that almost, not guilt, but just feeling of like crap. Like I, I knew it was coming. Yeah. But like you said, it's one thing knowing it and a whole other thing doing it. Yeah. And I'm interested Maybe. to tap into that glamorization side of burnout. Yeah. Because it's something I'm always wrestling with, both in terms of how I might add to it, or at least just how people's perception of the way that I work might change that for them. Do you feel like that was something for you when you had that initial kind of six week crazy working? Yeah. Did it feel like there was a lot of outside noise that yeah. made you think that was just and the way it is and it was a good thing? Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. I had friends telling me how, like what you were just saying, it was kind of like praise, like, mm. oh, you're working so hard. Oh, look after yourself. Oh, oh, you're doing so well, Jess, like stop, like you can do it. And I was just like, well, if, I, if I'm if i doing so well, then I can continue to do well at this pace. Yeah. But there was only so, so much that I could personally handle. And I would say probably like less than other people, I burnt out early and had to really rethink the way that I was, and still am over this past month, have been trying to get that balance back. Um, and it's it's working for sure, but I am doing it at a, sl- a slower pace than I was before. Mm. And there are 100% sacrifices that you have to make when you're starting sure. a business. And I think that is something that you have to really consider. It's not the same as a nine to five and it never ever will be. Yeah, and, and it's an unrealistic expectation to say, oh, this conversation is as easy as, well, just, work less hours, be less stressed, don't get as overwhelmed. No. (laughs) But I guess what we're addressing here is that weird expectation that in order to be successful, you need to 
almost burnout. Like it, it's it's such a part of everyone's story that you hear. Yeah. That I wonder if because everyone has a burnout story, yeah. probably people before they start a business just think, well, that's normal. Like it's it's so normalized. But I wonder even by hearing other people's stories of burnout or seeing people put on their Instagram stories that they're up at six and they're working till midnight, it just feeds that weird pressure that oh we've gosh, already completely. put on ourselves of, okay, well, I need to almost be at this point of breakdown in order to be successful. And I think that is so, like, that terrifies me that that's something that it's could scary. come across. Yeah, and I, well, I follow um, startup um, owners just because I find it incredibly interesting. And I, I'm guilty to say that I watch their Instagram stories to make myself feel better, to make sure they're not working all the time sometimes. Mm. I'm like, I compare myself to other startup owners because I don't want to be doing less than I sh- should be. But then what is what you yeah. should be doing? What defines what you should be yeah. doing? Because you and- could work for an hour and have the most life-changing breakthrough in that hour. Completely. Or you could work for 14 hours and do completely pointless crap and not move the needle at all. Exactly. But our human instinct is to compare the thing that is tangible, which is time. how much time you're putting in, how much you're sacrificing... I think it's hard. I think social media obviously is the kind of big player here in that there is this balance of how do I show up honestly Mm. but still be incredibly conscious about how what I'm sharing could be taken the wrong way or could give people a message that I'm not intending. Because for me, my experience of this topic is I'm very self-aware that I have issues with the way that I work. (laughs) Like, literally talked about how my... I just don't bother comparing myself to you. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, you know, my my high of the week was that I've self-diagnosed myself with a made-up dysmorphia because it's, you know, it's not something that I don't have a hand on. I completely know that my relationship with work is unhealthy. I'm very aware of it. Mm. Does that make me change my actions? Not always. But what I worry is that although for me I know that's my issue Mm. and I don't expect of anyone else that that's their expectation of themselves. No. But I completely know that when you see someone else doing something and maybe you appreciate what they're then getting as a result or you think that they're somewhere where you you want to be, it's very easy then to take that on as your truth. And that's my fear. It's like, well, well, I want to be honest and I want to show the reality of actually what it takes to grow the business that I'm trying to build. But, but I also, also want to make, make sure people yeah. feel like they have to do what you're doing in order to be successful. Because they don't. No, because what is the definition of success? Exactly. And you can build an incredible business in two hours a day and you can build an incredible business in 20 hours a day. Just depends how you're working. Yeah, and it completely depends on the business you're wanting to build. Exactly. But there's such a fine line there between do I put a disclaimer up every single time that I'm up at 6am and working yeah or do and I think I've you know it's not a question that I'm currently grappling with because I've landed on a middle ground where I kind of know yeah I was gonna say I don't I think yeah I think what you do is like admirable I think it's impressive but I don't personally compare myself to you because I see what you do as amazing but but what I do is yeah but what I do is different match up with what you're building and what that requires yeah what that takes which for me is complete like oh my gosh that's what I want yeah but there's still that weird thing of like, you just know. But it's, having, it's having that self-awareness, like you were saying. Yeah. But everyone else needs to have that whilst watching other people's story. Yeah. And, but I think it is completely natural to have that comparison. Mm. It's just something that is ingrained into us. So it's... It's such a balance, yeah, isn't it? There's no answer one. to uh, it. No, because because every business is different as well. And how, mm. how do you want to run it? I think what I'm terrible at is having like a big plan of how where I see my business because I just got so excited about an idea that's why I got so overwhelmed is because I'm such a visionary and just went with it and was so spontaneous yeah and now my yeah my biggest issue is like oh how do I make my time the most productive it can be Mm. and learn the most out as I can out of this experience but also become successful it's like ah like everyone's journey is completely different and you can't compare yourself but we just naturally do everyone does yeah and it is it's that that self-awareness is the difference and I think in a way I hate that this is the conclusion but to an extent I think it's that a lot of the time oh I'm so I hate saying this but at least from our experiences we've had to go through a season of pushing it that bit too far Mm -hmm. for you it was once was enough and that's probably done it and you feel like you're kind of in gear yeah for me it's kind of a continual learning curve um but it's almost that thing of like you've got to 
run into that brick wall to realize it's there but the second you've had the brick wall experience it kind of gives you that layer of self-awareness that I think makes such a difference because you can now look at other people's content who are maybe working the crazy hours or sacrificing huge amounts and it doesn't have that intense connection for you of oh my gosh that's now an expectation for me you can filter it with like what are they building what I want to build but is 12 hours actually efficient are they actually being productive how is you know there's almost then that self-awareness and that filter yeah but it's so hard because I don't think there's anything you can necessarily say to someone who hasn't had that experience no that gives them that self-awareness and filter burn yourself out and then figure out (laughs) gosh what a crap conclusion (laughs) that's why this reach the burnout (laughs) (laughs) but that's why this podcast is called starting the conversation because I don't think any of us are qualified to understand this fully we can share our experiences and my hope is that this makes people think about this for them you know maybe for some people they've gone through that and this is making them think oh gosh yeah maybe there is more that I can learn from that or maybe for them they're past it and it's made them more conscious of how what they share and the message that they have for themselves maybe isn't as applicable for everyone else I feel like it's just it's about finding the right balance for you and that sounds like really cliche but if you want your business to become your whole life because that that's what you want it's it's a it's a bit different it's it's such a hard thing to yeah sort of describe like I've got I've got a part-time job alongside my business and I also want to see my friends because I'm 24 and I don't want to lose them Mm -hmm. but like it's yeah you you do you should yeah. get it tattooed on your completely <laughs> I want it tattooed that's gonna be the next one but yeah that is completely it and I think not feeling I think the first step for it is just not feeling guilty for admitting your truth yeah completely. you're not a bad business owner if you don't want to work 14 hours a day I agree you're and also you not a bad guilty. human being if you do want to work 14 hours a day no. I think it's that self-awareness and that conversation with yourself to understand regardless of how I want to build this I need to make sure I'm doing it in a healthy way for my body, for my mind, for people around me. But at the end of the day, how you want to build it is how you want to build it. And if you're happy, then it doesn't actually matter. Yeah. Like if you're not reaching those burnout points and you're and you're happily working 14 Mm. hour days every day and that's the way you want to live your life then go for it. Yeah. But I I need that balance. I need to look after myself and do the fitnessy stuff and the healthy Mm. stuff to make myself feel better, to make myself more productive. Yeah. And that's how I work, but it's not how everyone works. No. Yeah. And it is completely that. It's just that you do you, but regardless of how you're doing you, it's so important when you run a business to be aware of where you're at. Because I don't think I'll ever... I do worry, and this is a whole topic in itself, about the day when... I want to get married or I want to have a family and I suddenly can't spend or don't want to spend 14 hours a day working. Not saying I do work 14 hours a day every day. Um, But for me, my truth right now is that I love doing this and I don't want to work less. But the question for me actually is just how do I bring more maybe stability into my life and more routine into my life, which is going to allow me to work in a sustainable way for myself. Exactly. That even if it is my life, which is what I love, yeah. it's still in a way where I'm not, you know, suddenly really ill for three. And, you know, I was only ill for... I wasn't really... It wasn't that bad last week. No. But it was that physical reminder of like, okay, maybe there are some things to put in place. But like you said, it's not always that drastic thing of I need to change everything. No. As long as what you're doing feels like the right fit for you. Exactly. Go for it. Yeah, and if you're... Like like we've we've said, like if you're starting a business, it's clearly something that you love and you're passionate mm. about. And I love working on my business every single day. I absolutely love it. But it doesn't mean that I don't also love going out on a run and seeing my friends on a Friday night because that's yeah. completely natural and normal. And like you should want to do those things too. Yeah. Doesn't mean just because you've got a business, you have to throw everything else away because that should be mm. your one and only. Yeah, you're not a bad business owner for just wanting to have some fun. Yeah. I feel like I'm really learning that at the moment and it sounds so basic. But just acting like a twenty one year old yeah. and going out. Not out if out. you're twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get out out. That's just the worst I can uh, think uh. of. <laughs> Getting of the worst <laughs> evening. Um, <laughs> but you know, spending some time with friends or just doing something that's yeah fun and has no purpose to it in the sense of business is okay yeah and not everything it sounds so basic but honestly not everything's I feel like, content yeah <laughs> not everything has to work towards 
the big picture not everything has to be strategic and if you see other you know also you're in control of what you take in so from hearing this conversation people are thinking oh gosh well I think actually subconsciously a lot of my expectations of myself and pressure on myself to do this crazy work and to burn out is coming from who I follow like just unfollow them yeah like if following me makes you feel like you're not putting out enough and doing enough because maybe I don't show you truly the behind the scenes of all of the other things that allow me to do that and all of the sacrifices that go into that because I'm never going to share that stuff. Like, don't follow me. Yeah. It's just, like, it's in our own hands and we're in control, but at the end of the day, it's up to you. You do you. You do you, hun. (laughs) Smashed it. Fire questions with Alice and Jess. Okay, ready? Ooh, into the deep end. Nightclub or Netflix? Netflix. You? Yeah, same. Yeah. Prosecco or beer? Oh, neither. <gasps> I don't really drink. Do you drink anything? Do you not like, like, if I was to crack open a bottle of Prosecco, like, not, okay. not now, but, like, on an evening with a takeaway, that sounds very romantic. <laughs> on your own. But on my own, Legendous. you would be like, nah. No, I wouldn't choose to drink it. Sorry, what would you pick? <laughs> Over to you, Jess. Prosecco. Prosecco. I love a, I love a glass With of Prosecco. Pizza. I just, isn't oh, Prosecco, Prosecco and pizza? really fancy? Uh, mm, depends which one you buy. Okay, there's options. But yeah, I, I do like a nice glass of Prosecco. Um, interesting. I've got a herb-related question. Go on. Coriander or basil? I'm not one of those people that really hates coriander. Can I be really Good. honest with you? I don't really know that I would know the difference between the two. I'm glad you don't hate coriander because coriander my is, my, is my favourite My brother's one of those herb. people. It's kind of like a club, isn't it? Where people feel affirmed because they meet other people that hate coriander and they kind of just... There's literally a Facebook group like I called I hate coriander and it upsets me. Like, you love coriander. <laughs> I, I think about it daily. So I like... think your preference out those two is coriander i will put coriander on literally anything so so far you're having a coriander pizza with some prosecco watching netflix dreamy this is what we're learning oh um a book or a movie book really really not a film person god i'm coming across these awful questions to me jess what's the favorite book that you're reading at the moment um i've just read a really good book such an apt title called how to not always be working it's really good. It's a bit that of a workbook. Sounds like it. That does sound like a good book. Yeah, it's kind of a guided workbook that helps you think about what you quantify as work and how you that's feel about really that and the boundaries you have around that and being intentional with it. I'll oh, send you a link. A, yeah. It's really good. I've just downloaded a book or an audio book because I've realised that I like reading books, but I never give myself the time sure. to read. So I downloaded an audio book called Chillpreneur. I think that's how you say it, but it's I about be a chillpreneur. Uh, yeah, so Come it's on. about being an entrepreneur, but basically being chilled about it and not letting letting yourself get overwhelmed and stressed. So that's very another, apt. very relevant. I love um, that. What would you do? Yeah. Uh, I'm a movie person. I'd say. I love yeah, that. love a good film. Why don't feel bad about that? I do. Yeah, I enjoy do. it. Own it. Love it. Jess loves a film. I love a film. She's watching a film on Netflix with a coriander <laughs> and a prosecco. I'm loving it. On my own with no boyfriend because he can't be. (laughs) (laughs) Second hit on the video card, guys. (laughs) Okay, uh, coffee or tea? Don't say neither. (laughs) Please don't say neither. Oh my gosh, she's going to say neither. I knew it because when she came in and I offered her a tea or a coffee, she didn't want either. She asked for a glass of water and I nearly asked her to leave then. I will drink an espresso if I'm with a friend... But I have an espresso because I like the caffeine, but it's the quickest. I hate the taste of coffee. So that's just my go-to order in a coffee shop because it's over very quickly and it gives me energy. What would you pick? Oh. <laughs> you don't know your um, answer. Coffee. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like, I do, I do you drink like a good cup of tea. Yeah. Um, that's good to feel versatile though because it's a real talking point. It's really good people. when you go around people's houses and they offer you tea or coffee. And, and you say <laughs> yes. Instead of me, I just go... I just have water, please. And then people always try and spice up the water. So they'll try and put lemon in there or mint in it. No, you just and got like, a no, standard I just want... glass. I was too offended. No, no, that's what I want. <laughs> oh, do you want to know what's going to upset you? If I'm at a coffee shop, my favourite order is just a hot water. It's like a boiling cup. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't. <laughs> I want to see such a loser. I'm... Okay. 
Anyway, please continue. I think, yeah, I think we're going to move on from that because I'm, I'm getting offended myself. by the second. Um, peanut butter or Marmite? Marmite. I actually knew the answer to that Are one. Are you peanut butter? I feel like it's a very healthy nutritionist vibe. It's that's that. It's really that. I love both. Okay. I but depend. It just depends. Different spread for a different. Yeah, different. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. But I usually wake up craving sweet stuff, so it usually would be like peanut butter on a cinnamon and raisin bagel. I love that, so specific. <laughs> and maybe some jam. Yeah, love that. PB&J? PB&J. Um, really important question, because yeah. it's October. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're going to be like, don't have any plans, because... It's, it's, you can ask me about Halloween. Yeah. Guess what, guys? What are you dressing up She's as She's got Halloween? no plans. <laughs> what are you dressing up as for Halloween? A business owner. <laughs> <laughs> An entrepreneur. <laughs> someone with no life I was actually thinking about this earlier because a couple of membership groups that I'm a part of are having Halloween parties this year and I was thinking maybe this is the year that is the year that I get into Halloween parties what's your have you already got your outfit planned Mm -hmm. go on egg (laughs) egg what do you do do you go out out are we going to a party what's your vibe going to a gathering I love that a, like gathering. a, a social gathering. gathering a social gathering amazing I don't know if we, we might go out out but I really want to dress as an egg okay because I've got an egg costume so why not go as an egg I mean it's not really that is scary but might as well use up what I've got because I don't have any money because I'm an entrepreneur so. <laughs> the struggle the, the struggle. struggle is real I love that okay we're going on to some more deep okay not this or that's anymore okay who is your biggest inspiration? Can you give your answer whilst I think of mine? Yes, I can. Thank you very much. Because I've had time to think about these. Of course, of course have. I have. Go for it. Um, my parents. That's yeah. that's such a that's such a cliche, but But it's true. My parents have built a business and absolutely smashed it and they work so hard and I am so proud of them like every day. I work for them part-time as well. That's my where my part-time job is and they've done incredibly they do work themselves to the ground though they don't have the balance <laughs> they need to listen um, to this episode they need to listen to this episode yeah exactly but yeah definitely my parents i was gonna say my parents but you know my other thought that i'm gonna share because it was just so incredibly narcissistic was my past self <laughs> that's actually quite sweet because because i run myself to the ground so significantly like i sacrifice yeah. so much for this business I'm always really inspired by what my past self has done. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, if she did it, we can carry on that legacy. Is that really late? No, no that... I think that's really great. But I'm really not saying great. I'm my own inspiration. But when I need inspiration, I sometimes think, what did a good version of Alice do? I think that's a good answer. I think that's a great answer. That I love that. Thank you. I love that. There we go. Classic me. Just my whole life is inward looking, so I'll, I'll continue the theme. Ama- amazing. Amazing. <laughs> that was such an awful answer. No, <laughs> that's so like... I think people like aspire to be that. Like to be I, I, by I hope that one day I'm my own biggest inspiration. I wouldn't say I'm my biggest inspiration. That was the question, though. Oh, right. Well, I was going to say <laughs> my parents, but that's why I gave a different yeah. answer because who it just thought I'd mix it up. Just inspiration in general. Where yeah, yeah where do you look to for inspiration? One of my sources of inspiration is my past. Yeah, self. love that. Thank love you. that. If you could have a free return plane ticket anywhere in the world right now mm-hmm. for a month, would you go? Mm-hmm. And where would you, and if you would go, where would you go? Okay, of course I would go. Good. Silly, silly opportunity to miss out on. And like you, particularly in the last year of business, just haven't been able to travel at all. Yeah. I say haven't gutting, been able to. Isn't that's it? not the right language. I haven't made it a priority. Yeah. I could have, and I I'm hoping to. Um. But yeah, I really miss that. I would. Oh, it's a bit of a cliche. I think if I was going for a month, I'm just thinking realistically, mm. I'd probably want to be somewhere where I'd feel quite settled. And I feel settled in a place that feels quite similar to home. So I'd probably want to go somewhere where they speak English. Yeah. Uh, and probably yeah. want to go somewhere where I'd have like a bit of a base. So my two instincts were first of all, Bali. I oh, know, yeah. just feel like cool. there's quite a lot of English yeah. speaking going on there. And it seems like a cool place to be. Uh, my second thought would probably be Australia. Mm. I just feel like I I went when I was little. Just feel like it looks cool. Yeah, that would be nice. Don't know how to cope with the whole time difference and working when I was there. Yeah, but we'll get to the practicality later. Oh, 
You? I would probably be Australia for me. Mm. I'm the same with the English speaking. I need somewhere English speaking. And also, it's somewhere where my business, I think, would really suit. Yeah, it would. So, it would also suit New Zealand because the name is Maori. But I went to New Zealand at the beginning of this year. So, I'm like, mm. I think I'd really like to go to Australia. We'll go together. Yeah, we can go together. See Let's there, go. Jess. I love that. Um, penultimate question, bring it on. Oh, I've got, actually got two more. Yeah, penultimate. Penultimate. Second to last. No? Oh my god, I definitely didn't know that's what penultimate meant. I thought penultimate meant the last one. Oh my god, I mean, I'd be living a lie. I mean, maybe it... Penultimate. I'm 90% sure it means second to last. Second to last. But we'll double check No, I this. think I think you're right. I think I'm just dumb sometimes. You're not dumb. It was just a word that you didn't know. I know the word. <laughs> no, Sorry, it's just didn't know the meaning. You are all good, Jess. Give us the penultimate um, question. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be and why? Again, can you give me your answer whilst I have a think? Oh. No? Not, you just well, okay, I was thinking earlier, this is, this, this is going to sound a bit deep, but I'd really like to, oh no, I don't want to say, it sounds really, so I might have to think of another one, but I was thinking earlier, you might have to cut this bit out, <laughs> I was thinking earlier how I'd like to swap places with someone who was was known for being like the healthiest in the world and i'd love to know what it felt like to be like at maximum health okay because like i love i I, i'm good at the moment i feel quite good yeah but i wonder what it feels like to be maximum maximum health i like that yeah it's a bit lame it's but lame. It, I get it. But not. it's not really a good, like, celebrity. Like, oh, I'd love to... It would be interesting to swap places with a celebrity yeah. and see what it's like to be that famous. Or that guy that just did the marathon in two hours. I'd like oh my to gosh, yeah. go for a run if I was him. He, yeah, he did it faster than I did my half marathon, which is fine. Like, whatever. I'm not bitter about it. Yeah. But he probably is one of the healthiest people in the world. So, yeah, maybe him. There we go. Uh, I would probably swap with Sheryl Sandberg who is the kind of second in command at Facebook. She's very cool. Ooh, She's got a very really great book called Lean In, all about kind of women in the workplace. My friend has lent me that book. I have not read it yet, but it, it sounds really good. Really yeah. good. And I just think she's she got another book called Option B about a few years ago when her husband just suddenly died mm-hmm. and her experience of grief. And I just think she's a remarkable woman and it's not, you know, there's some funny things going on with Facebook yeah. these days but I would just love to see like the inner workings of that yeah. business I think and her so life is kind of an uber productive efficient female entrepreneur yeah. I think she does must have some cool stuff going on I'd love to swap places with someone who ran a, like runs a startup business that's become like really successful in the past yeah that would be so interesting yeah strategic there's so many people there are it would be great yeah there's so so many options so much to pick and i, pick, and I picked health <laughs> you <laughs> go to hate myself <laughs> okay last one come on what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received oh my gosh it's not it's definitely not like the greatest because i i don't that's too much pressure for me mm. but something my dad once said to me which has just changed my life in terms of my relationship with my emails is your inbox is someone else's to-do list in the sense of 95% of the time when someone else is sending you an email that's them taking something off of their to-do list and they're then giving it to you so we shouldn't use our inbox like it's our first place we go to with like oh what do I need to get done today because that's actually other people's to-do lists encroaching on ours so instead, you've got to treat email as this like slightly separate thing where you jump into it as and when you've got the space for it and it feels right. But to not see emails as, oh my gosh, that means they need a response to me right now and I need to do that. But actually just acknowledge, okay, them sending that email is them getting that off of their list. As and when the time is right for me, I'm going to get it off of mine. That's really helped me. I like that. What would be one of yours? Mm, but my friend said to me once when I was stressing, this was in my in my stress period of staying up till 2am and worrying about every avenue and aspect of my business. He said, you can't control the uncontrollable. There's lots of things in a business that are in your control, but there are many things that are outside of your control. You can't yes. control what everyone else is doing, but you can control what you are doing. Being able to not beat yourself up about things that aren't in your control basically yes i love that someone once said to me change is the only constant in life 
Yes. And I was like, that's ideal. Because you yeah. can just take yourself back to that and not see, like you said, change or things that are out of your control happening and think, oh my gosh, this is a negative thing. But just be like, all right, it is what it is. I'm going to keep doing me. Exactly. And know that that's a normal thing. Yeah. I'll ride the wave. Exactly. And you know who said that to me, Jess? Was it me? My ex is mum. <laughs> so Alice has already got... Hey! You got two in there. I got one in there. We brought it round in the end. What a beautiful thing. Amazing. I love that quick fire round. Yeah. I feel it was, like people it was a long quick fire round. Incredibly dull and incredibly narcissistic. But if that's I don't you know so. that's me, I'm gonna I don't think you're dull narcissistic apart from the fact that you don't drink tea or coffee, which is still rattling around in my brain. Anyway, thanks for joining. Thanks. You enjoyed yourself. Yeah, it's been so, it's just been like having a conversation over tea or coffee. <laughs> But I've but got no water. tea or coffee. <laughs> She's a weirdo. Yeah. Anyway, I'll leave all the links for people to find you. Thanks. I always do an awful job when people join me on this podcast of like promoting them. Yeah, if you're into travel, surf, fitness, Moana Maroki, the three beasts for you. But and I've, you I've just enjoyed having a conversation about business. It's very interesting. And people can, on your business account, you share really interesting like behind the scenes stuff. I so even do. if the specific product isn't what people stuff. are there for, I feel like you're good yeah. to follow for that sake. Yeah. So there we go. Come along. Come join the party. Join the ride. What, what is it? They say ride on Hannah the way. <laughs> Loves to climb. But the view is great. And on that note... I winked. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. There's a wink from me and Jess. Over and out. Bye. Bye.